Things we put on our skin have the potential to work their way into our system. Synthetic ingredients aren't always guaranteed to affect our bodies, but what if they do? That's why NH Co. Botanical Body Care has eliminated all synthetic ingredients from their products. NH Co. has a pure line of skincare products that promotes the power of plants, nourishes the skin without creating or worsening conditions. It doesn't contain synthetic ingredients that may adversely affect the endocrine system, doesn't have a long list of complex ingredients listed on the back, and everyone can use them. Skincare products shouldn't be silent enemies, whether they're for men or women. So visit nhcobotanical.com and use code ABOUTFAITH to get 10% off your order. Again, that's nhcobotanical.com and use code ABOUTFAITH to get 10% off your order. Hey, have you been looking for some good Christian brands to support? Well, then you should visit GodTheFatherApparel.com. God the Father seeks to provide high-quality streetwear for believers and followers of Christ. God the Father apparel was created as a way to spread God's word in an efficient yet subtle way. Some people find it difficult to share their experiences with faith, talk about Jesus, or preach the gospel. So God the Father apparel was created as a way to spread his name. Oh, and it's premium quality clothing that you can take pride in wearing. Buy from God the Father and know that with every purchase, you're contributing to Christian communities. 10% of all proceeds go to World Vision and sponsoring children of need all over the world, which is ultimately serving God. So visit GodTheFatherApparel.com backslash CJ hyphen Hawthorne and receive 15% off your order. Again, that's GodTheFatherApparel.com backslash CJ hyphen Hawthorne and receive 15% off of your order hey thanks for coming back on today's episode we get another great testimony this time from my friend mattis howard he shares with us how god delivered him and also how god healed him let's get started today thank you for joining us again on another episode here uh about faith i have my my friend good friend brother mattis howard how you doing today sir doing pretty good sir appreciate you for having me man i'm glad that you decided to come by i'm pretty i'm excited to hear your testimony i can't say i know too i don't really know it too much so <laughs> i'm excited to kind of hear it myself and i'm pretty sure the listeners will be excited to hear it i know when I talk to you, I always get something out of it, so I'm pretty sure I'm gonna learn some things today too. Same you know, here. You know, give me some wisdom, man. I'm just looking to gain as well. You know, like <laughs> I've heard you talk, uh, brother CJ, and it's just a blessing. You know, when we can, like Scripture says, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. So even in this setting, yeah, we're just sharing how good God is being. I mean, my goal is to always try to get something out of it. So, right. Yes, sir. I appreciate you again for just even thinking about little old me, as little some of the old, old people <laughs> used to say. <laughs> but I appreciate you coming. I'm not going to take too much of your time. So I know people, I would like to just jump right into it. I'm not a big, uh, you know, just shoot the breeze type person, right, but right. <laughs> hey, fine with me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh I'm jump right into it, you know, uh if you mind just tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, where you come from, like just like did you grow up in church? What was that what was that childhood experience like, you know, for you? 
Uh, yes, sir. Well, for me, um, born and raised in, in full gospel, okay. you know, like like we both know, you have those that wasn't, you hear those testimonies and and those that had no clue. Right. Um, born and raised Dallas, you know, native. Mm-hmm. Um, we moved to um, Garland, right at area when I was about one years old from yeah. Dallas. Yeah. And so back then it was country. I think 9,000 people in Rylett compared to about 60,000 now. So, Man, yeah, it, 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 yeah. So, it was small like, area. Like you know. Andy Griffith. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, my my dad would always say, he told us, he said he wanted to move because, you know, he grew up in Oak Cliff. Right. And so he always wanted to kind of get his, it, back then that was country, right. right? And so that's why he said he um, moved out there. Yeah. Uh, was for that reason. Right. And uh, so growing up out there and uh, went to LMCA. Okay. Um, daycare, I think up to like fourth grade. And from there, I did two years of public school in fourth grade in Rylette. Right. And uh, went back to LMCA for a few years up until my seventh grade year. And then mm-hmm. went to another private school, uh, Christian private school out in Farmers Branch. Okay. To graduate. But as far as uh, how I was raised, I mean, at Four Gospel Garland. Right. And uh, at the time, my uh, pastor was Elder J.C. Reedy and, and First Lady Velma Reedy. Okay. Velma Reedy, they passed about four or five years ago. And, okay. But raised in church from three. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord saved my mom first and uh, led her, you know, like you said, you sanctified the, the wife or sanctified the husband. <laughs> so, you know, the Lord blessed and, and uh, dad got saved and... Uh-huh. and Went to church. Was it like a long period that he that from him, like between them? I, I they often talk about it. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm not sure what the length of time you yeah, know yeah, was yeah. in between. But uh, I kind of like I think about uh, Elder Caston. You know yeah. how he tells his yeah, testimony yeah, yeah. And, and how Hope he I can just... have him come one day. <laughs> right. That's a good testimony hey, too. Hey, yes, yes, <laughs> and not to tell his testimony when you you have him on, but. Uh, it, it was kind of like that. My dad would kind of every now and then say some stuff, you know, as we got older and say, yeah, right. I, I see your mama come home. I tried. I still wasn't changing. I'm drinking or whatever. Yeah. He was always, but we didn't see it. Right. You know, we never saw him drink or use foul language or any like that growing up. But, yeah. You have more but, than one sibling? Yeah. I have oh. an older brother and older sister. I didn't yep, know that. I'm, I'm the Look youngest. Look at me learning something. Yeah. <laughs> about my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I'm the youngest. So uh, mm-hmm. was it like, so I don't know. I know because I grew up in Park Grand Prairies, okay, in Park Dallas, right? Gotcha. So I got, I got a both of them mm-hmm. uh, growing up. Was yeah, it like, yeah. I don't know, like I don't remember. Was it just like y'all still had like the children's church and all that stuff in Garland too? Was it? Well, Garland, growing up, we had a lot more mm-hmm. um, kids our ages, right? You know, but as time went on and the kids got older, you know, we, everyone started to grow up and start kind of going their own way. The parents right. stayed, which is still kind of the foundation of full gospel garland now, unless they've kind of passed and went on. Right. But, um, when we were there at three, I mean, we had enough for children's church. However, we really were so small, right. you know, we didn't have, at the time we had another small building, which we still, we still have, right. but we didn't necessarily, to my knowledge, have like the children's church separate. Okay. Just, um, just a Sunday thing. school. Okay. We did just have like, a smaller Sunday school. We did have classrooms next door for okay. Sunday okay. school, though. But as far as actual service for um, youth, we we didn't have it, okay. you know, back then. What about you, like, growing up, though, in that environment? Like, was it just a routine or was it, like, you know, you was really into it? Because some people, you know, we just go just right. like, I can say that for myself. It was just kind of like, 
it's just routine, right? right this is right. what I knew because that's mm. my that's been my whole life, right? Um, but was it like that for you, or was it? Um, it was. Um, it, for me, it was more of a routine, right? And because that's all I knew from three, yeah, you know, and and we hear the word so often, which is so true, churched. So you knew the protocol. Right, you knew right, when to right, hold right. your hand up. You know, and, all that. <laughs> right, right. I mean, because in general, we're all a product of our environment until something changes. Right. Whether we decide to change something. Right. And so I was a product of that environment, of, right. of going to church around holiness. So the word was being preached. But, you know, again, as, as a kid, you know, we're around it. And so for me, I had to find something else to do within the church. Right. And so that's when I began to play the drums, probably like seven or eight. Okay. I, tried so to play the drums. I played the drums for a little bit. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I don't have that talent anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Man, well, I've been trying to put them sticks down. I have. Thank okay. the Lord. We, like you say, put help in the church. Yeah. <laughs> and so I had been trying to put the sticks down for years and I haven't needed to for, for quite a while. So thank the Lord. But that was kind of my go-to yeah. to kind of be involved since I had to go. The pops played the guitar, don't they? Yes. Okay, so yeah. y'all just, I can have church at home if y'all really want Right, he played, my mother played the organ. <laughs> oh, for real? Right, right, and, and so we were the musicians, but okay. before I started, I mean, we had a good list of probably about three or four yeah. drummers before me from the other parents' children that were yeah. a little older, Yeah. and so I kind of learned from watching them, yeah. and so like I mentioned earlier, as they got older, high school and grown, they never, they stopped coming to church, Yeah. and so that left a void. You know, yeah. and so that was kind of my way of, okay, I'm old enough to be able to play. And so that kind of kept my interest. Okay. Yeah. That's good. yeah. So uh, I know you said you grew up in church and it was just kind of like the routine. What, at what point was it like you kind of started to drift away from that? Was it your teenagers after you graduated yeah. or? Teenage. Um, it was teenage years. And, and again for me because i had to and didn't have a choice i often use a i've heard so many say it kind of like a drug baby right, right. we were drugged to church yeah and if you ask my dad i never say, heard that that's a good oh, yeah. i never heard that yeah but <laughs> but then if i say that and my my dad here is you know elder howard he'll say boy i didn't drag you <laughs> look you you had an option but then i always go back and say actually the only option was if i didn't want to go you know, I get in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you. still had to go. Yeah. So I still fall back on a drug, baby. You know, yeah. I had no choice. But um, for me, when I was allowed to go to um, school, is debunked, defunct now, called right. uh, Lexington Academy. It was another Christian private school. You remember, I don't know if you remember um, Word of Faith. It was out in um, Farmer's Branch. I know I'm a little bit older than you, but yeah. do you remember Robert Tilton? That name ring? Okay, okay. But anyway, it was a mega church out in Farmer's Branch, yeah. and there was another Christian private school. Uh -huh. And the only, one of the differences for me, yeah, um, because at LMCA, you know, we had asphalt outside and played basketball, so there was no, um, it's for organized yeah. sports. Four score got intense. Hey, I'm, but I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> no, no, I loved it. That yeah. was the game, ping pong, all of that, but yeah. it wasn't like organized where we play against other schools or anything like that. Yeah. And at the time, I had a um, friend at the time that was going to Garland Church. He was going to this private school. Right. And he was telling me all about it. He loved it. They had organized sports. And right. I begged my mom. I said, Mama, can I? It's a Christian school, you know. Right, right, and right. Can I go? Because I wanted to play organized sports. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, they allowed me to go there. So I went there for my eighth grade year. So at that point, that really opened my eyes to a difference, a difference as far as what I was raised, even though I wasn't saved, right? Right. 
but I could see a difference in lifestyles because it was a Christian school. A lot of the kids went to that church, which right. was right across the street from right. the school, uh -huh. but it was just different, you know, and I learned a lot of uh, just how people are when, when you talk about Christianity, yeah. right? And I grew up learning holiness, didn't live it, but just learning. So I knew scripture, you know, right. and, and I knew there had to be a difference, you know, put, you know, a difference between holiness, unholiness, you know, clean yeah. and unclean. But going there, Christian school, it wasn't, you know, it was like different. Right. And so being around that, you know, and, and I would, it, it would be times where some of my friends at the school, they would be talking with their parents and they were actually having arguments between right. their adult parents. And I was in awe, seriously, yeah. because I had never been around that. Right. I was always around, you know, if, if you say why, boy, you back talking, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. But there, they could have good wholehearted arguments. No, mom, I don't want to. And so with that, that's, for me, it's like, oh, my goodness, this is different. Right. And so I began to play organized sports. And at that point, because of the sports, and this is just me. Uh, it was one of those things I wanted to do that more than go to church. Now, granted, I didn't want to go to church to begin with. Yeah. So my only comfort was being able to play the drums. Right. Because that kind of, okay, I can play the drums. But with the sports that came in for me, it was like, okay, well, hey, I'm good. I have something to do that my parents are allowing, you know, me to do in sports and games. Sometimes games would be on church night. So I'm playing in, in games. Ready and, to get it out of going to church. Right, right, <laughs> right. And, and so that kind of kept me as far as with something to do right and so not being in church was just one of those things and during that time of course we would be in in dallas for you know the the homecomings the women's you know and everything like that as yeah, far as yeah, appreciations yeah, yeah. that was our time of, of fellowshipping right in, with dallas right so we still had that and i grew up with that for years so even when i wasn't at lmca i would still see those that went to lmca that yeah, grew free, up yeah and when we go to dallas but right. For me, that's kind of when, you know, I started really was like, okay, because I got to see their lifestyle. Yeah. They got to go out. They didn't have to be home at a certain time. Right, right, right. And so for me, it was like interesting. Yeah. You know, it was I, you know, it was eye opening. Right. It was something totally different. Right. And uh, so that's kind of when it started for me. And I was like, like, you it. know what? And so when I was thinking, when I get out, you know, and go to college, hey, I'm good. Yeah. You once you got to once you got to college, you were just like, did did that. But that a whole new world from what you had seen from you it know, was. that that period when you went to the the other academy, the other Christian right, academy. Right, right, and and but as far because I went to a private Christian university. Oh, for real? Yeah. <laughs> again, yeah. I'm not gonna name the school, but in Tulsa, Oklahoma, for okay. those that. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and and so with that, it was some of the same, yeah. you know, that I, I saw at the private school that right. I had went to versus what I was raised at at LMCA and in full gospel. Right. You know, we're all Christians. However, the lifestyle you can see that was different. different. Yeah. yeah. So I and, and that was the thing was, like I said earlier, we're we're all a product of our environment, regardless, not just spiritually, but just kind of in general, until right. we make a decision to change it. Right. So even in that regard, if all I knew was we'll say is green, right? Right. Someone introduces me to blue. Right. Okay, now I'm like Hmm, blue and green are different. Yeah, so it different. was kind of like that, even though they're both colors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when you look at that analogy, even with Christianity, Christians, right? Right, right, right. But you have a green side and you have a blue side, mm -hmm. but wait a minute. There's only, you know, there's a, a, a process right. that I was taught green, 
you know, of holiness, right? right? And over here, it's like, hey, this lifestyle is not matching. And it was fine. I had never experienced that. Right. And and so that's how it kind of really began because at that point, I'm, I'm an adult, you know, an adult. and yeah, so yeah. I'm living on campus. And so I don't have to go to class. I don't have my parents, you know, how when you're at home. And so that's really when I started drifting. Drifting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, further. And so only time I went to church, because we still had chapel, I think at the time it was on Wednesdays for his overall corporate right. school. Right. Yeah, my wife went to a Christ, uh, Baptist University. Okay, okay. So she always talks about having to go to chapel. Because mm-hmm. like you had, you had to get your time in chapel. Was, mm-hmm. I guess like, it's a part of the curriculum or yeah. something. So yeah, I mean, everyone like, went. It yeah. was that set time. You couldn't get out of it, you know, yeah. unless you had a good reason. But if you were not there and, and say you're... I forget what they called them when whatever hall you stayed in, yeah. they had like a hall leader or something. Yeah. If they didn't know and didn't see you in chapel, then they would ask, hey, you know, uh, Mathis, I didn't see you. So it was like that. You had mm-hmm. to go unless you had to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was that put together. Yeah. But again, hands raised and, and <laughs> everyone's. But after that, it it was just green and blue, right? You know, it wasn't. A, it wasn't. So it wasn't. It's, it looks like it went from just being routine. It wasn't really a lifestyle that was being no lived behind it. You was no. just no. you, but you knew church mm-hmm. and you knew you should have God in your life some type right. of way because right. that's what you were brought up right. on. Um, do you remember like at any point when God started dealing with you? Um, with while you were in college, was it after college or? It was. Probably during, mm-hmm. and 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 let me say say this if I can go back yeah, yeah. real quick. When when I was young, I remember this vaguely, um, and I, like I mentioned, I have an older brother and older sister. So right. during the summertime, you know, we're out of school. So my yeah, sister yeah, yeah, was yeah. she's the oldest, and so she was over us, me, my brother and I. Uh-huh. And so any chores, anything like that, she delegated. Well, you know what <laughs> yeah. mom and daddy said, delegate. Yeah, and I remember I had gotten saved. Now I was mad. Eight, nine, somewhere around there. Yeah. And a God's aid didn't get filled. You know, I'm eight, nine years old. And yeah. And that very next day, you know, it was during the summertime. Yeah. And I wanted to go outside. And you know, we had to ask for everything. Mm-hmm. Anything that wasn't water. Yeah. <laughs> in our house, oh, you had to ask for. It. <laughs> yeah. And we had set times we could go out and play. And we had already had our outside time. And I told my sister, I said, I want to go back outside. She was like, you know, you got to ask mom and dad and him. And I, and I said, well, I don't want to ask mom and dad and him because they probably going to say no, right? right? And I said, I want to go. And she brought it up. Boy, didn't you just get saved the other day? And I said, yeah, but I don't care. So I went outside. <laughs> so literally. So I remember that vaguely, you know, at that young age. Yeah. So, uh, you know, of course I wasn't feeling. Plus at, at that age, you only know what you know, right? right? And and so I remember going outside and deliberately being disobedient because my parents wasn't home. But right. but that that just rung rung a bell, you know, in my memory. Yeah. But I digress. But back to your question. So, um, and I take that back. It was probably, oh Lord, it was late for me. To be honest with you, probably late twenties. Okay. I say mid to late twenties. So 20s. after you graduated. Right. So yeah. high school. College. I went to three colleges. Okay. Okay. In between, say that after I graduated, I went to three separate colleges. Right. Had no mind, you know, to uh, get saved. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, coming out, it was like, man, I've had, you know, I've done this. I didn't, in the sense of went to church. It wasn't, oh, I've been saved and lived this life. So I didn't really backslide. I didn't call my 
eight, seven years old. Yeah, you know what I mean. I really yeah. don't count that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so to me, I was never officially, you know, had sure. salvation. Right. And because I was churched and had no choice, for me it was more like, man, I've just had enough. And mm-hmm. then when you see, you know, with that remember our example, green and blue. So holiness is green, and the other Christianity, right, was blue. Right. After seeing that, I'm like, okay. They ain't living nothing. I, I, I kind of like a comfort, yeah. Because they're Christians, even though I knew yeah. spiritually and mentally that. But okay, you had trained yourself to be like, yeah, I'm, I'm good, like, right? Yeah, I'm and, okay, and, <laughs> right, right. I'm fitting if in. They okay? I'm okay, right. Yeah. I'm fitting in to what you know the yeah. lifestyle, and so even in college, so I began to do things that I never thought I would do. Man, yeah. I got my ear pierced. Yeah. You know, that was the thing back then. You want to hear a bad story about my, me getting my ear pierced? Go ahead. So I tried to get Talk my to ear me. pierced, like, you know. <laughs> and I was like, because, again, grew up. Right. And I'm just like, oh, I'm going to try to do this. Why The gun got stuck. Oh, <laughs> so Lord. I'm like, this is probably yeah. the Lord. I tell you I shouldn't be doing this. But, you know, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, I just yeah. want to interject that real Right. Quick. And it's funny you said that because after the left one, it was another thing going back then to get to. Right. You know, so I tried to do my right one, and, and something similar happened. They tried to do the right one. This was later on after I had the left one pierced. Right. And that swelled up, and you know how you get... <laughs> and so I'm like, I didn't take that as a sign. Yeah. I mean, I just let it go down, th- and I never had really had one in my right ear. Yeah. But it was kind of funny that you mentioned that about yeah. your issue with that. But yeah. my, my left ear, it actually, you know, it was actually pierced, and, and I was just out there. And you know, my, I know my parents were praying for me, and 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 I'll say this: I, Apostle brought up something, maybe a few messages ago, when he was talking about. I think it was the message about prayer, mm-hmm. and he mentioned something that my mother would always tell me, and so many people think that's you know what is awful, and she whenever I never wanted to call her because I knew at the end. Of our conversations, boy, you need to be, I knew she was going to give me that talk. Yeah. And I just did not want to hear it, right? She's like, boy, you know, I'm praying for you, whatever it takes, even if you have to lose a limb, you know, (laughs) your soul, this is what she would say. Yeah. But when you say that, say to someone hearing that on the outside, I'm like, oh man, that's so violent. Why would you want, and it's not that they want you to lose a limb. The point they're trying to make is whatever it takes to get your soul saved. Yeah. And that brought it back to my um, uh, remembrance when my mother would say that all the time when Apostle had kind of mentioned something to that regard. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah. Hey, Lord, when you're praying for someone, it's that serious to say, Lord, I don't care how you have to get them saved. Right. Even if it if they come in with one arm. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing is, is eternity. Yeah, yeah. Right. Of course, I want all my body parts. Right, right. <laughs> but again, for somebody that's really concerned about your soul, all their desire is, Lord, I want to be specific. I want their soul saved. I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm, I don't want to be specific. Rather, I don't want to be. Hey, bring them in with their. They just want you saved. Right. And that was always her thing. And I just didn't want to hear it. Right. But that's how she would end all of our conversations. <laughs> yeah. And and it. And, you know, I say that to people, and they're like, "Oh my goodness," you know. <laughs> but that was how much she prayed for me. She right. really wanted her her children right. saved to that degree that she didn't care what we had to go through. Right. If the Lord had to drag us down to the our lowest point yeah. before we said, Lord, I surrender, she just didn't care, which makes sense. You know, and when you think about souls being saved, especially when it's family, right? Lord, I, I hey, I want them whole, but if you say, hey, they got to come in, 
and they missing body parts or whatever. Right. But as long as they say, Lord, I surrender. Right. That's the ultimate goal. Because it matters. Like the soul has the more weight on it. It's that serious. That's it. That's it. Like it's that. bad. And that's some of that old school praying. You know, they say, Lord, whatever <laughs> it take, whatever they have to go through. Yeah. Lord, I just want them saved. Yeah. And uh, so that's what I grew up on when I, you know, got outside and, you know, and, and started living how I wanted to live. But I, I think I had a, a similar message to a lot, several of them, unfortunately, now that still haven't come back, that maybe grew up in church, right. that, hey, I've, I've done that. I want to experience right. this other side right. that I never got the opportunity to experience. Yeah. And I did, you know, and, and uh, so in my mid, probably 20s. He started really dealing with me. Mm -hmm. Wasn't saved, of course, doing my own thing. And by this time, not being in college anymore, I didn't even have that, I guess, that so-called Christianity. So right. I wasn't even around those people. I'm just, right. I'm grown, adult, you know, working. Yeah. And so at this point, it's just like, I'm doing whatever I'm grown enough to do. Right. And uh, thought I was having a good time, you know, living life to the fullest, had a decent job. And yeah. Think about Elder Otter's testimony, how he was doing well. Right, right, right. And, but it was something missing. But for me, I think it was more I was running, mm -hmm. you know, because I had one of those praying mothers, and even uh, Elder and Sister Reedy, you know, she would tell me they've been praying for you, they ask about you. And every now and then I would visit. Right. And because I knew out of respect, I would make sure I took out, you know. Look, look yeah, the part, yeah, the yeah. Right, right. And so I was raised, you know what I'm saying? With, I thought that was respectful. Yeah. And so when I did visit, I made sure I didn't have my earring in, but I just wasn't ready, mm -hmm. you know. And, and, and even at those times, I couldn't call out a specific time that early on, but saying the Lord uh, was knocking. You know, I, I really can't think of at that time where mm -hmm. he was saying, come. Yeah. You know, because my mind was just like, okay, when is church over? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And and I just had, and it wasn't resentment. I wouldn't say that mm -hmm. because I had to go to church, but it was more or less, okay, I, I've done this for most of my life, so I'm still not finished, you know, yeah. having a what I would consider a good time. Yeah. Um, But for me, later on, I wind up, um, you know, make a long story short. You don't got to make it short. It's a podcast. No. <laughs> no, look, you're going to edit about a no, third of it anyway. No, it's no. good. It's good. <laughs> and so probably my late 20s, um, you know, dating around, you know, doing right. a thing. And and I don't know what happened. And it was like I was just tired, you hmm. know, of that lifestyle. Again, had a decent job, had my own place, you know, not to um, impress anyone, uh, but just to let, I was living um, in a, you know, a, um, what you call a. The high rise? Or? Yeah, like high rise. Yeah, yeah, Across yeah. from the gallery of Verona, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. At the time. And so I was doing well. Thank yeah. the Lord. He showed his grace, like the message on Tuesday. Wasn't living a nickel's worth of dog meat, Elorita used to say. <laughs> but I had grace, you yeah. know, grace and mercy, you know, followed me. He had his hand over me, even though he didn't have to. And so I was blessed to have a pretty decent job. So when you look on paper, everything oh, looked good. Right, right. But after that lifestyle I had finally gotten to a dating point for me where it was like, okay, I'm good. I, you know, but then just wasn't right. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm tired after like six months hmm. of, of like getting where I want it to be. Yeah. Like, okay, something's missing. And I was probably about 28. 
Somewhere around there. 28, 27, 28, somewhere Was it like around. a void? Or you, cause I know you said you got tired. Was it just, did you feel like a void? Or you just wake up and just was like, man, I don't know. It just doesn't. Right. Life doesn't feel complete. Right. It wasn't any fulfillment. Mm-hmm. It, and that was the thing was from church, right? Growing up, having to go. And then in college, still having to go at some point, even right, within right, school. Right, right. I was now, I, I, I. My goal was to okay. I want to get away. Get away from. I want to have the option to go. Right. Right, and not be made or forced without penalty. Right. And so I had some years to do that, and that's what I had longed for. And once I did that for six, seven years, it was like okay, I'm just tired. You know, it's it's not as nice as I thought it would be. I mean, again. I wasn't wasn't in any trouble, you know what I mean. Yeah. It wasn't something that said, you know what, uh, I didn't have a near death experience yeah. or anything like that. It's, it's just, just once I got to a point uh, where I thought I wanted to be, like six months later, I'm like okay, and I actually talked to the Lord, and and it and it was on the relationship side of things. Right. And now this was in '04. Probably June of 04. Ooh, so wow. however old I was. I was still in high school. Back then. Hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> so you just going to do me like that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember this. It was about June of 04. Uh-huh. And I was talking to God. You know, just like you and I are talking. I said, Lord, I'm tired of this. Now, but here's the angle that I put. Try, it wasn't that, you know how you try to put Try to get God an ultimatum. <laughs> right. You already know. You already know that. But this was, you know, this was me. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I said, Lord, I'm, I'm tired of the where I am. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, Lord, I'm, I'm just, I want to get married. This is what I was literally talking to him like you and yeah, I are yeah, talking. Yeah. I said, I want to get married. I'm tired of this lifestyle and, you know, having this black book, you right. know, whatever. And. Now, I'm not, now like, I'm like, what was it? Uh, was it Martin? Yeah, may have been. Now, I didn't have, you know, a little yeah, yeah. black, but, but you know what I mean? Yeah, that yeah. same, you know, setup. Same concept, yeah. Right, same concept. And I, I told her, I said, Lord, I'm just ready to get married. I didn't say, I'll serve you. Oh. I, it, it wasn't anything like, Lord, if you bless me with a wife, I come, you know, it wasn't anything like that. I just had, a, I was just tired of that exact lifestyle that I was in mm. and I just said Lord I'm I'm tired of this lifestyle. Right. I'm ready to settle down and get married. You know, I I want a wife. And it, literally it was the conversation like that. It had no strings attached. I didn't promise him, Lord, if you call, you know, if if, <laughs> if you're knocking, I'm answering. I didn't promise him anything like that. It was yeah. just, hey Lord, I'm I'm ready to get married. I'm tired of this lifestyle. And um that June so maybe a month and a half later, yeah, my uh, wife and I, Erica, yeah, we met, yeah, and um, you know, long story short, at the time we met, she was churched. Yeah. Um, you know, I love my wife to death, and she yeah. we talk about it and laugh about it all the time. She Possibly was that she'll come and right, married. right. She'll come and kind of maybe elaborate a little bit or yeah. uh, get on me, but she was in church. Right, and she was kind of it wasn't holiness, right? From what I was right and what I knew, even though I wasn't living it, obviously, but I knew better. Right, right. you can't, you know, we can't we do doing what do you see what right. I'm saying. <laughs> so you get where I'm going, right? And so that's how we met, and and she was living in another state at the time in Nebraska, right? And I just fell head over heels, yeah. still not saved, you know, yeah, yeah. And and so our relationship grew. Mm-hmm. 
And my mother invited me in December. So in that July we met, I think we made it official as far as dating that October right. of uh, 04. And my mother invited us to uh, Youth Congress okay. of 04, so in December. And, you know, and my, I talked to my mom. I would talk to my mom still. So, you know, I told her I would be bringing a, a, a lady friend or whatnot. You brought a date to church. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know, I mean, so, but she knew, again, she's church. Yeah. So she came, you know, it in dress. So she yeah, knew, yeah, yeah. again, church. I, I'm right. just saying it because when you said it, like, I'm bringing a date. <laughs> Why did you say a date? You know what I mean. I, that's well, what it was, Matthew. Technically, it was. You're right. I just didn't use those terms. <laughs> But yeah, and and so we 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 went to church, and I never forget it with Pastor Halton, Cleveland Full Gospel. I can't remember the exact message uh -huh. that he preached, but what really pulled on my heart was at the end of his message, he told a story, and he the story he had given, and I may mess it up, but what I recall was mm -hmm. he had said this man. It was a, I don't know if it was a revival going on in this story he was talking about. Mm -hmm. But it was service going on that week. Yeah. And the pastor would always talk to the people and say, doing altar call, hey, is somebody out there you need to get it right? Yeah. You know, you don't, you know, uh your time is running out, you need to get it right. And uh the man never and he was about a specific man and he went home. You know, he didn't get in the prayer line to get saved. Second night, and I think this happened Three or four nights. I think it was a revival as the example he gave. So the man right. was in service constantly. So he had a couple chances. Right, right. Yeah. Several. And he was the pastor would say the same thing pretty much at, at the altar call. Hey, you need to get it right. Uh, the Lord is knocking on your heart. You need to get it right. And he denied it. And he said, and the story goes on to say he got home or he went. What was happening, this man was having an affair right. with, with somebody's wife. And he had went back over after one of the services, went back over to this, you know, uh, young lady's house, was mm -hmm. climbing through a window. And the husband was home and shot him, killed him on the spot. And so that I was like, oh, Lord, you know, and so and I know we hear often and I think back on, on what my mother said. I don't care how you get him. Yeah. I want him saved. And that was that that pulling point, because for me, I knew I knew better. Right. You know, and the Lord doesn't have to give you, he can, all, He doesn't even have to give you, you know, he has, He doesn't have to give you more than one chance. Yeah, we don't deserve the one. And exactly. Exactly. Is, we, we, we all are undeserving of exactly. the one. But exactly. But if you think about it, every day we wake up, that's mm -hmm. another chance. Exactly. Right? So. Exactly. And so I've had at that time in 04, not to tell my age, whatever age I was, we'll say high <laughs> 20s. But, um, and so at that time I was like, Lord, you know, that's, you know, I have, you know, I'm ready yeah. because I had, he blessed me and allowed me. I don't say, I say he showed me grace and mercy yeah, and, uh, allowed me to get where I was. We'll say in the natural, right. Right. A decent job, you know, car, things of that nature. And yet I'm still not living saved. I'm right. not living for him. The right. person that that allowed me to, you right. know, with this success or whatever the yeah. case may be. Yeah. And I knew better. Yeah. And so knowing that all this stuff started coming back from the scriptures and, and church stuff I had heard uh, Elder Reedy and even when I where there was Apostle Lobius, 
all the church stuff that I had been, even visiting when we go to other appreciations. Back in the day when we would get back home at 2 a.m. and still go to school in the morning. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) But all that, you know, it just began to come back. And I went to the altar, you know, and, you know, asked the Lord for forgiveness. And he didn't deny me. You know, and and that it was December of whatever that last night was. I don't remember the date, but it was a la- Friday night, the right. last night of the Youth Congress, mm-hmm. December of '04, and that was the time the Lord, you know, delivered me. I received salvation and been running ever since. And and so that was that time. But that message, and every now and then when I see um, Pastor Halton, I say, Lord, I appreciate you. You know, because at his age, obviously yeah, a yeah. young man of God at that time used him to get to me. Somebody probably I may be about the same but difference in age as I am with you. I don't know how old he is, but I know I'm yeah. a good, you know, maybe yeah. eight, nine years older than him guessing. Yeah. But use that young man, you know, to speak to me through the word. Yeah. And uh that that's when I gave my heart to the Lord and that was a day I'll never forget. Yeah. So blessings. So you got the Holy Ghost, and that same night, and did you come out and like the walls look new, my hands look new, my feet did too. Did you, no. Did you start rhyming when you came out with the Holy? Did your rhyme skills? Yeah, because I out <laughs> hear people. You know, they yeah. they say it just felt. You know, for me, it was more of a relief. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those things that said, "Lord, I thank you." It was you know because I remember six months earlier. That I had, Lord, I'm ready. And it wasn't about getting saved. It was just, Lord, I'm ready to get married. Yeah. I want to find someone to get married to. It yeah. had nothing to do with getting saved. But at that point, it was a relief. Had nothing to do about, okay, Lord, now I'm saved. Now, okay, I'm ready for this wife. No, it was just a relief to knock out the most important thing in my life, right. which wasn't marriage, right? Which wasn't a, a big house, an right. extra nice car. It was that piece of the puzzle that was missing for me, even though I didn't go there that night with that in mind. Right. And so it was that relief of, Lord, I thank you. You know, I, right. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, this is the main piece of the this puzzle. This is what my for. mother has been praying. You know, my pastor and wife have been praying for. And Lord, I appreciate you. And, what, and so it was a relief. Not for knowing me. you, this was what I was actually looking for. Right. Yeah. Right. Because some exactly. people don't even realize that you're like that's that's mm-hmm. that's what's been that's what's been missing. Right. You know what I mean? So, but that's what it's something like God gave you exactly what yeah. you was looking for. Right. It, even though that wasn't what I went for. Yeah. And you know, but yeah, I mean that it was a relief. Yes, that's sir. They say he's a good guy. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, uh, indeed. That's how I know you go to church. You just reply. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I want to ask people because, you know, we get saved. And I believe, I ain't going to say I believe. I know God mm-hmm. is a keeper. Yeah. Um, But after we get saved, we do have an enemy, right? And mm-hmm. he wants to hinder us. And um, it's been it's been said a couple of times, like, you know, everything seems so smooth when you first get saved. Mm-hmm. So, like, God answering your prayers before you even finish praying. But then there comes a time where he has to, you know, take you to that next faith or that next faith. Right, that's that's right. what we talk about, right? right. Um, there ever any trials that you, you know, you personally face since you've been saved or, you know, something that you can share, you know, that may mm-hmm. maybe help somebody else. You know, a lot of times we go through the same experiences mm-hmm. and it's important for us to hear somebody else's testimony. Right. That way right. I can build my faith. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, God. If you did it for Mathis, you did it for CJ, mm-hmm. I know you'll be able to do it for me too. So if right, you have anything right. like that that you could share with us? Or? Yes. Um, and and just to, I guess at the beginning part of that that you mentioned about, 
how at the beginning, it seemed like the Lord just answered, you know, <laughs> yeah. like you mentioned before you even do good, door knock. Oh, yeah. Lord, I thank you, right? Yeah. And um, and I guess the wife would tell, but we got saved the same night. Okay. That that same night, yeah. I was going to let her tell it, but what I'm going okay. to say kind of goes along yeah, with yeah, so yeah. I had. Uh, Erica, when it's your chance, I love you, and uh, I had no choice. But, <laughs> but you can share it again. It's always good out of the mouth of two. But um, and so we got saved, you know, that same night. Yeah. And Lord bless that is now my wife, you yeah. know. But we got married in June of '06. Okay. So me, that statement I made in June of '04, right. Lord, I'm just ready to get married. Didn't know, again, what was ahead of me. Again, wasn't saved, wasn't yeah. trying to be saved. Um, but we got married, and then four months later, we bought our first home. Okay. And so, you know, and so when you say about, you know, when you saved and he started answering. Just answering. I mean, right. I mean, it's smooth selling. <laughs> you know, new home. Four months later, we got a new house. And, yeah. And um, i never forget this. I think it was, this was all in 06, got married and um, home in 06. Shortly after that, I remember getting a check, you know, or like one of my regular paychecks from the job that I was on. And I had no money. I was like, what is this? It literally, you know, whatever your, your, your net or whatever the case may be, yeah. it was like nothing. Oh man! And so I go to the uh, you know HR. What's happening? And they showed you know told me to open it up and everything. And it had the uh, government had garnished most. I mean, like ninety five percent. of my check. Man, now we newlyweds. Oh yeah. Right. So when you add that, you know, I got somebody else I need yeah, to take care of. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and so I had a tough time telling my wife. Obviously, she was going to find out, but that was like the first big thing for me. Right. I was like, oh, Lord, how am I going to tell my wife? Right. You know, because this was less, I think, less than a year we had been married. Oh, man. Yeah. That's right. And I'm like, oh, Lord. And once I found out what it was for, you know, you reap what you sow. Come right. on, somebody. Right. <laughs> we hear often. I don't like, you better ask Paul, you know, yeah. when, when we get up there, Lord, uh, say the same. I ask him, hey, hey, how was it? You reap what you sow, right? Exactly. That's what and happened. so even though you were saved when you reaped, we hear it all the time, it's word. But that was for me. I mean, I wasn't saved, did some things with taxes, got, hey, yeah, you know, I can put a couple kids. You yeah, know, yeah, I yeah. didn't want to fail down that loophole. Yeah. And it came back and hunted me Man. at this time. I'm married, I'm saved, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they had reached out and single stuff like that, I didn't pay attention to. They had reached out, you know, uh, be a male. Hey, Mathis, we see you, you old, da, 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 I blew it off. Right. And so I didn't take care of my business back then, but yeah. then blowing it off, you know, the government, they're going to get you. They're going to get you. Yeah. Exactly. And so they got me. <laughs> I didn't, ex you know what I mean? Yeah, didn't yeah. expect it. So I'm like, Lord, how am I going to tell my wife? How am I going to tell Erica this? I mean, that was literally my biggest. And we freshly married. Everything's going well. Yeah. Uh, and and that, and I told her, she was like, babe, you know, and she was obviously disappointed. Because, you know, we're still getting used to each other. We're right, less than right. a year. Right. You know, so she probably think, who is this rascal? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? And and she we talk about it every now, and then, every now and then. We laugh. But for me, that was like my first biggest trial of, Lord, how am I going to yeah. have to, you know, get Some over trials this? Trials is reaping. Some right. Trials is just. They just happen. Yeah. And so that was the first one. But the second one, uh, real quick, I don't want to take all your time, but. 
uh, when I was diagnosed with uh, cancer. Oh, yeah. And uh, and I know you probably heard my my testimony, but that one was the biggest. Mm -hmm. And um, because, like you said, just fall into <laughs> some things that just fall into. Yeah. It wasn't something I did, an autoimmune disease, which led to this, which led to that, which led to, can you know, and yeah, so yeah. it wasn't anything I did. And I just happened to have liver cancer. And and uh, that was uh, the, the biggest trial for us, because like I often say, I grew up in church hearing mm -hmm. how God delivers, mm -hmm. right? How he saves, how he heals. Right. And, and again, I would hear people give their testimony. I went to the doctor cancer, went back, prayed, you know, no cancer. Right. And so I'm like, Lord, I know you can do it. I know these, uh, cause saints don't lie. Were you trying to get yours over with quick like that too? Yes. But did it happen for you like no, that? No, sir. <laughs> so, it, it, I it understand. Is. That's how I go. <laughs> you like, yes. I don't want to go through it. Right. <laughs> if you can do it for them, Lord, you can do it for literally. me. And, and you literally are taking my testimony cause that was my, what I would pray. Yeah. Lord, I've heard this testimony, you know, and I want a testimony just like that. I want to be able to go back to my oncologist. They run these test results, no cancer. I mean, right. that was my prayer. I grew and I knew, I believed not only that he has done it for others, but he would do it for me, heal me. Mm -hmm. And so my wife and I, we prayed and out of complete healing, the other part of the prayer was peace. We mm -hmm. wanted peace of mind throughout this situation. Mm -hmm. And he obviously did both, you know, and I remember an occasion I was at the office and, and I only told my manager because I would have occasional appointments. Right, right, right. And, but all my other colleagues in our department didn't know. And we were standing up just kind of talking and, and my alarm or something went off. And it was, I said, oh man, I got to get to this, uh, you know, appointment. He said, oh, you have a doctor's appointment? I said, yeah, I got an oncologist appointment. I wasn't thinking. Yeah. Oncologist? Matthew, she got cancer? I said, oh, oh Yeah. You know, I got, so and that's really, just kind of really giving you a real piece, through right? The because that's how I responded. Right. It wasn't a woe was me. No one knew I wasn't losing weight. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. anything like that. Yeah. And I literally, it was just a routine. I have to go get my checkup, and it was only two treatments I needed. Thank the Lord to get rid of cancer both times. Right. But it it was that piece. It was like, Lord, I hey, oh yeah, I got cancer. I'll be right back. Got it. You know, that's literally how I was. And I didn't think about it. That's amazing. It, it wasn't something that was on my mind. You know. Yeah. And they were like, Oh man, cancer. Oh, we're so. I know. Oh, the Lord is good, and they let allow me to bring that up at hey. that moment because you open that door. I'm like, the Lord is good. He's giving me peace about it. So hey, <laughs> so opportunity to witness God. You and she's so. Mm -hmm. I can say it's like you like you wanted to come out immediately, but God took you a longer way around so He can use it as a witness to mm -hmm. other people. Because now these people can see like, hey man, like look at this piece this man got. Right, this yep. man has mm -hmm. talking about he has liver cancer, and most people are going, they going crazy. The, yeah, and yeah. you're like, yeah. oh, it's, yeah. God, it's good. Like, yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. And I just kind of blew it off, you know, as far as my attitude toward it. Yeah, it's just liver cancer. You know, I got, Lord's good, man. I, You know, it's peace. You know, you giving me peace about it. Okay, and they were always like, oh, man, you know, like normal yeah. people would do. I remember Elder Reedy would say often when he would preach, God is a healer. And people hear cancer and they just shiver, you know, yeah. because cancer is known to kill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he said, if you get the peace of the Lord, you know, he can get you through that situation. Now, those things would come back to my uh, memory when, you know, whenever I feel as though I'm having, wor you know, a worry about it. Mm -hmm. 
Lord would take my mind back to when he would be preaching. So you don't have to, you can get that peace. You know, people hear certain things about going bad and they get emote. The natural thing to do right. is worry, right. right? But we prayed, uh, Eric and I, we prayed for a complete uh, wholeness, wellness, deliverance from that as well as peace. Mm -hmm. and, and that peace, it was so much peaceful that I just would forget about it. That I had it. I mean, literally. That's amazing. And and real quick, because I don't want to take all your time, but added on to that because of that liver cancer. Of course, I needed a, a liver transplant. I think you're probably aware of, of some of that testimony. And because the, the the cancer, you know, I'm sure you had heard of a uh, hepatitis. Not hepatitis. Uh, what is it? I didn't have hepatitis. It was the uh, thing that the result that hepatitis can cause to your liver. Mm, I'm not sure. Nabbit. Um it'll it'll come to me. But when you have like uh hepatitis and stuff like that, yeah, your liver uh it gets it's bad in, in right. other words. And my liver had gotten that, but I had an autoimmune liver disease. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, you know, from hep C or anything, drinking alcohol or nothing like that. It was an autoimmune disease, so nothing I brought on myself. Right. But um I don't know why I can't think of it. But anyway, my liver had gotten that bad where I needed a liver transplant. Yeah. And so at that time, having a, a my uh, liver the, in the shape that it was and having cancer, mm -hmm. that put me on this list high above, okay. you know, the transplant list. Yeah. So it was what I would call a necessary evil. Yeah. How about that? I needed to be there in order to get this transplant, right. but it's not good to have cancer yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and that liver disease. Yeah. And, um, and throughout that, process i mean we would go to our appointments with our hepatologist at the time and she would tell us hey you all need to get on this uh list and you know you go through these tests and everything i passed with flying colors thank the lord to even be on the list because you have to be healthy enough to get a list. transplant mm -hmm. yeah because if you got other ailments it's harder. the whole point is you got to be able to survive the surgery not right, only right, that right. but if you got other bad ailments okay we don't know if we want to put a good you know, liver in someone it, it who has is. bad right, this, right, bad right, that, right. bad habits of alcohol, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we would tell her, we said, we praying and we, we seeking the Lord. We would literally tell our hepatologist this. Of course, she wasn't trying to hear it. You're going to die if you don't get this transplant. And we're like, well, we on the list. But again, we still believe in God, Right. you know, for natural healing. Right. And I remember doing this time, uh, Hawthorne, that Apostle was preaching. This was obviously after the time, you know, unfortunately, uh, Ellen and Sister Rita had passed and the Apostle was now our pastor as well for yeah. Garland. And during that time, he had preached two messages. One was, can God trust you to suffer? Hmm. I mean, literally during this time. That just sounds good. Literally. <laughs> can God trust you to suffer? That just, that, that sounds like it was a classic. And man, I'm trying to tell you. And it just right on time mm -hmm. because again, it was nothing that I did. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. I get it. If it's a reap what I sow, I kind of did yeah, this yeah, to yeah. myself, but perfect timing. And so that continued to build our faith, you know? And then remember I was telling you, I asked God, Lord, I want one of those uh, testimonies where I go in and it's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He preached another message. God's going to give you your own testimony. <laughs> CJ, I'm trying to tell you. I mean, they were right on time because, and it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I get it. The Lord can, two different people, he can heal the exact same way. Right. But that message came across to said, God is going to give you your own testimony. Yeah. And, and that gave me encouragement to let me know, okay, Lord, however you want to do it, 
Stop being specific and to put you in a box. Right. Because that's what I was doing. Ultimately, Lord, I want to go back and there's no more cancer. This is how I want you to heal me. Really? I'm God. Come on now. Him, him making the way. Right. <laughs> but again, you know, yeah. so I, I wasn't, it wasn't to the point of me worrying about it. I knew, you know, I wanted healing. Right. And, you know, when you pray, you can be specific. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if not, sometimes, you know, again, he'll still bless you, but it may not been in a way, he may take you around this way. Right, and so right. I call myself being specific, not really understanding, hey, you're going to have your own testimony so you can share with someone else. Right. Because that testimony, he's healed so many people that way. Yeah. That's their testimony. Yeah. And so when he preached that message, well, I'm telling you, it, it was right on time because at that moment, my prayer changed. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. In that regard, Lord, I don't care how you have to do it. We're still praying to heal for healing of this cancer as well as for this liver. Yeah. And even if it's not my liver, yeah, it's your liver because yeah. whoever it's coming from, you created it. Right. So I'm still getting your I'm your blood. Yeah. Exactly. I exactly. And man, um, for this piece, brother had told me. To just move the story along up, they had told me, they said, Mathis, because you're one or two up on this list. They said, you need to start getting your bags ready, you know, getting the kids. Because they ready said, when go. you get that call, you got to be ready to go. be ready to go. Exactly. I had kind of forgotten about that. I mean, it, it just was not, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm going about life. Just going about I mean, life. seriously, it wasn't, oh, Lord, what are they going to call? Literally, it was no thinking about that at all. Yeah. I was at the office one day, got a call. Hey, Mathis, this is such and such from the transplant. We have a liver for you. Are you ready and prepared? I said, no. It caught me off guard uh -huh. to get the call. Yeah. But I said, no, I'm not ready. The lady said, why not? Are you because who who uh says no to a transplant you was of a of a organ? Just living in peace. <laughs> right. And thousands of people die yearly yeah. waiting on transplants. Yeah. And here I am saying no. Yeah. You know, and, and at the time, you know, it was like it caught me off guard. Yeah. I'm not ready. I still want the Lord to heal me however he heals me. I want my own liver. Right. And I just said, no. I mean, we had both really had forgotten about it. We hadn't had any bags packed. Yeah. And this was literally, they had told me, they said, it'll take about six months. They put us on. I got on the list. I started the process June of, was it 14? No, 16. You saw a lot of stuff in June. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just <laughs> that's what it like was. like your month. Right. You know, and, and nobody's birthday. I know, honestly, Mine. in June. Yours was it? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, brother. So now I know. Uh, <laughs> but in June of that year, that's when they say we're going to start the process to put you on the And this was 2016. Yeah. To put you on the process. It takes like six months yeah. to get you on the list. So this was in like January of 17. Yeah. I had gotten this call. I'd forgotten about six months. I'm just living life. Lord bless you. You know, I'm just, yeah, I have yeah, peace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They called me out of the blue. Hey, Mathis, you just got on the list. And like we had told you, hey, you're, you're going to be up there. We got a kidney, I mean, a liver for you. I said, I'm not ready. All right. Well, after they were just startled, they said, well, you're probably going to get more calls because you're up there. Hung up by 45 minutes later, another call. Yeah. Hey, Mathis, we got a liver, you know, for you. You ready? I said, no, I'm not ready. And 
I honestly didn't know really why I was saying no other than it was a shock. Yeah. You know, I had, you know, kind of forgotten about it, but I said no. And again, she asked, why, what's going on, blah, blah, blah. Like 30 minutes later, my transplant coordinator called, of course, because yeah. they report this. Man, we're offering this person liver to saying no. And she called and gave, you know, gave me a good tongue whooping <laughs> over the phone. And yeah. man, why? Because if you deny, they can take you off the list. Yeah, you know yeah, how yeah. serious this is. And, yeah. and she told me that I could do like a wait, go on to this waiting where they don't, um, it was like 90 days or something. I could stay in this this section where I don't lose my place. Yeah. But and since I'm waiting, they'll go to the next person. But once I say I'm ready, within this 90 days, I get my spot back. Right. I said, well, let's do that. We still believe in, you know, <laughs> want the Lord. I want my liver, right? Yeah, I get it. Man, and, and so I told Erica after the first call, she was like, oh, babe, but you should. I said, yeah, baby, I'm still, you know, we praying and seeking the Lord. So I had called her afterwards. And she was with me. And that's what I thank the Lord about. <laughs> You'll help me. Yeah. Because she wasn't like, baby, you crazy. What? Yeah, yeah, she yeah. was not like that. We were both at, we were, it said no more <laughs> twine, no yeah. more twain, right? But one, so, yeah. right, but one. And so we had the same mindset. So right. when I shared with her, baby, they called. She wasn't on me or she wasn't mad at me. Right. She said, okay, baby, we still praying. And I told her after the second one and told her about, you know, my call. And so we still believe in God, man. And so that February, I had a regular appointment with my uh, hep hepatologist. And she blasted us verbally. She's like, well, you not on this, or we gonna threaten? <laughs> she threatened to take us off completely, not yeah. even this ninety day, because allegedly at the time they met, I think maybe once a week, right, or maybe right. the top five or six people that are on the list, they have this meeting, I guess. Yeah, powers that be there, and she said, yeah, your name, the names come up of the top, and I'm gonna let them know that you're not serious, you don't want, you denied too, and and so for us. We're like, what? And she had even said, yeah, we're going to get you to sign something that if you die while waiting on a transplant, you're not going to be able to hold us liable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she went through all of this stuff. Yeah. And we were like, what? I mean, we can we have some time? You know, we still want... Yeah, I know. But then she said it again. You're going to die if you don't get this liver transplant. And that went on. And then we wound up meeting with the head of, of the transplant team. And he asked me, he said, yeah, we heard about your conversation with this particular doctor. And and by then, before this appointment, the wife and I, we prayed, sought the Lord again, and and uh, he, hey, he said, move forward with it. You know, get off of this little 90-day piece and get your spot. And so before that, we had, uh, that happened before we met with the, the guy, the main guy. Yeah. So he met with me, and my mom had went with me, Eric was at work, and he said, yeah, Mathis, we heard about your conversation between your wife and you and, and your this particular doctor. Right. And yeah, she has, because the bedside manner was poor the entire, from the beginning, it yeah, was just yeah, poor. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I mean, we we understand, and da-da-da-da-da, and, and at the end he said, so let me ask you, do you want to get back on this list? And I said, yes. He said, okay. Well, I'll go ahead and put you on the list, and I asked, so what's the process, and how long does it take? And he was like, well, I mean, all I have to do almost is like press a button. And you're back, you know, where back you were, where so to, to speak. Yeah. And he says, as far as another liver, it, it could be six months, it could be six hours. You know, you just never know. You just never know. He says, so just be prepared. And so from that, you know, I told the wife, of course, we had already prayed about it. So it was, thank the Lord, he had confirmed, yeah, move forward. And this head of, after being threatened to be taken off the list, the head of the transplant team said, okay, 
Done deal. Yeah. You know? And so Lord working in our favor. And this was the women's convention, 2017. Yeah. So beginning of uh April. Right. And after this, he said, it may be six months, it may be six days, maybe six hours. Just go ahead and get ready. So at that point, you know, we went ahead and started preparing, yeah, had our bags right. and get make sure the kids were taken care of when the call comes. And I had gotten a call that was that Friday of the women's convention. May have been that Friday, I think, women's convention that morning. Mm-hmm. They said, Mathis, we may have a kidney for you, but it's a person in front of you yeah. that we always call the backup. So yeah. we always call the top two, the person next, in, the one in line, and then the one afterwards in case they're not a match. You know right, what I mean? Right, so right. we got to have the backup. Said, so we're not sure, you know, if this will be yours, but be ready. I said, okay, you know, I'm ready. And um, so she called me back later that night, like after church, she would say, yeah, Mathis, the other person that was ahead was a fit. They got it. But be ready. They always tell you, be ready and prepared. And so at that time, I said, Lord, I was, we were riding home that Friday night. I got the car. We was in the car leaving uh, headquarters. And uh, we was riding home. I said, yes, yeah. she said the other person got it. And I said, well, and I just started talking to Eric. I said, well, babe. I said, well, Lord, um, I do want to go back to our our home church in Garland, because the yeah. convention was over that Friday night. Right. And I want to have service the whole day, Sunday morning, sure. Sunday night. Then at that point, Lord, I really don't want to go back to work. That much. <laughs> I mean, literally, just like I'm talking to you. Yeah. I mean, I'm in the car. I was just talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, I want to go have service at my home church Sunday morning, Sunday night, and I don't want to go to work Monday. And had service Sunday morning, no calls. Service Sunday night, no calls. I said it again when I was praying that night, and we got the call at like 11-something. Sunday night? Sunday night. Man. I said, Lord, you know, <laughs> so that's just how, you know, faithful God is. he is. I mean, he hears, and I, and I think about First John, what is it? I think 5th chap, uh, chapter 14 and 15 where it's saying having that confidence, mm-hmm. you know, that he can do all things, you know, yeah. just paraphrasing. And I think about that. When I get very, when I think about my conversation with him, with yeah. Lord, I want to go to my home church Sunday morning, Sunday night, yeah. and I don't want to go to work Monday morning. And yeah. I be doggone, I got the call that Sunday night. Yeah. And and so we went, we prepared, had the kids ready, and I'm I'm finishing, but this was a key ingredient, the additional, how the Lord worked within this. Yeah. When I denied the two livers. Mm-hmm. earlier that year in 2017 in January when I had my follow-up appointment with my hepatologist and she gave us the tongue lashing whenever I would go they always test since I had had liver cancer at that time once before they always test because if you if they find results again you got to get that treated and removed before you can have the transplant because right. the risk of why they're doing a transplant liver you know cancer cells can fall in whatever right and so when I went for this follow-up, when she gave us the tongue lashing, my blood work came back as having can- liver cancer again. Mm. And so the glory and honor goes to God in the praises because I had just denied two livers mm-hmm. in January. Yeah, You find liver cancer again in February. The thing they don't tell you is when they make that call and call you for a liver transplant, they don't run any more blood work at that point. Oh man. So that means if I would have accepted either of those livers, I would have had active liver cancer, which means my chances of getting it again and even going bloodstream. Been increased. 
Yes. So God was exactly. So like, it, I don't know what I'm saying though. God was like, right. Just wait a little bit. Literally. <laughs> and so remember, I was telling you, I didn't really know why I was saying no other than I'm just not ready. Right. I had no clue until that February when she beat me up verbally, and then I had my test. Matthew, you got liver cancer again. In January, I had no clue why I was saying no. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so that's how good God is. Even though when we don't know yeah, why we're still <laughs> right, he was still protecting us yeah. because that would have been it. Not saying I would have gotten it, but my chances of getting it were extremely high. Right. Because they say when you open up, they were moving your one organ. And if it's cancerous, you open up. So sales can drop right in while you open. Right. Ain't no telling, you know what I mean? Yeah. And and I think about that so often on how was, faithful and good faithful God too. is. Even when I had no clue. Yeah. And I just think about that often and, and it that was another one. You know, that just like after the fact. Good Lord, God, because I asked my oncologist. I said, Do they check? They run blood tests before? They were like, No. So I mean, once man. you do that and you're cancer free, they go off that last test. Yeah. And if I would have accepted it in January, it my last been. test before that, I was good. But then it was. Yep. And so I, I thank God for that. So it that's. It all went smoothly though once you got the, the, the transplant and everything. Yeah. I mean, everything went well. You know, I uh, thank the Lord for that, um, you know, and came out. Didn't really have any and still haven't. Thank yeah. the Lord. Any, any setbacks and that's thank God for that. But what yeah. Was, what was. So, two. Well, I'm just start with this. Was there any? I would say the scriptures probably was like something about peace because it seems like you kept talking about God gave you peace, but that was that could have just came from prayer. Was there any scriptures right. though you were standing on during that time? Uh, one of my go tos, and even during that time, uh, Romans eight twenty eight. You know, we all know that you know all things work to so good. Work, working in my favor. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I hear hear that, but a lot of people that say that. Mm -hmm. We'll go with the, my analogy with Christianity, right? right? right. Green for holiness and yeah, blue, yeah, yeah, not yeah. holiness. I hear a lot of people state that, and based on the fruits that I see, you know, yeah. you should know them by the fruits, right? right. That they're bearing, that you in that green category as far as your <laughs> unholiness, right? Right, right, right. But you claim in the name. They quote that often. But they the leave out the last love, half. They love God. Right. And are called. According to his according purpose. According to his purpose. Right. They leave that part off. That. Right. They just, and then, but they living like the devil himself. So and then also the 31st. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. They just say they love God. And then again, scripture tells us that if you love God, you're going to what? Keep, Keep his, his commandments. commandments. Right. And and so that scripture preaches up the thirty. Uh -uh, don't do that. <laughs> and the thirty-first verse, and he said, "What shall we say then, if God be for us?" You know, because the twenty-ninth and the thirtieth verse, he kind of gives us that mm -hmm. example where he talks about Jesus, how he came and that he was right. called. Right. And so when when I think about the twenty-eighth, and then in the middle, the twenty-ninth and thirtieth. Right. At the end of it, he said, so now that I've given you an example on, on uh, 29 and 30, right. what shall we say then? Yeah. If God be for us, who yeah. shall be against us? Right. And and so that scripture, then like I mentioned with uh, the confidence that we just knew. I yeah, think first, it's First John 5 and yes, 5 4, 14. Okay. This is the we're talking, we have in here. Yeah. Everything mm -hmm. yeah. we ask. Yes, sir. And so those me. two. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so those would be the probably the two that really stand out. Right. And of course, he, he just gave us, uh, I mean, the, the living example, it's just amazing when I think back on it now, uh, on just the peace. Well, yeah. I always see you in, 
Miss Howard, mm-hmm. Erica, and y'all singing, y'all bouncing. So I know you had a song. <laughs> I know you had a song that was confident you doing your time. <laughs> Not bouncing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, a song, because we're in praise and worship, I'm always listening to songs. Mm-hmm. But I can't pull one specifically. Yeah. But she get on me now because that's just how I rehearse. <laughs> I'm always listening. I can listen to the same song over and over and over for two yeah. reasons. One is is ministering to me. I love it. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't no song but, like that. But it was so many. It was so many. Right, right. Because you got I'm, a few of them that you can name though. Oh Lord. <sighs> <laughs> Honestly, I I can't. But, mm-hmm. in, but my other reason I was gonna say, which would make sense as to why, is because we're always rehearsing. Okay. And so for me being the, the praise one. team leader, yeah, I'm always listening and looking for songs that may fit, yeah, you know, the group. And it's just songs out. I may have a list of five songs that my focus is on. Okay, is this gonna be good for the group? And I'm listening for parts. So that's constant. Right. But if I had to say a favorite, I guess, yeah, not yeah. necessarily during that that time. Um, I'll take it. All the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you. Oh God! Uh, I, the version I like is, um, I think, uh, Molly music. Um, oh yeah, 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 now, yeah, now, yeah, now, yeah, now, yeah. I don't know. I think he went left. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, but at that time he still may have had a little bit yeah, left. Yeah, but that was one of uh, yeah, that's one yeah. of my my go tos. That's just a good worship yeah. and praise song um, that I like. You know, I'm a, I'm a Fred Hammond early Fred I Hammond. Promise. Keep getting brought up. People love Fred Hammond. Yeah, early Fred. <laughs> yeah, you know, right, right. A lot of Coming out Fred. of commission, you know, yeah. right when he came out of commission. Yeah, Fred that, was that helping time. get people through. Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And then again, you know, things happen, and then hey, you get what you get. Yeah, but yeah, that early Fred. Any uh, any like I know you said you're on the praise and worship team. Is that like? Is there any particular reason why you love doing that? I know that's something you work with at church. I know you minister too, but with the praise and worship, mm-hmm. is there any particular reason why you just love that? Well, I, I love singing, mm-hmm. even though it may not sound like it. <laughs> it sounds fine. <laughs> you know, and that's on me. You know, I, I don't do what I need to do to take care of my voice like I should, but that's another story. But I, I love worshiping God via song, mm-hmm. you know, and... and um, and at the time at Garland, when Ellen Sister Rita or Sister Rita was there, Ellen Rita had passed already. And uh, she felt there was a need. You know, we had a few young adults right. at, at the church at that time. And she felt the need for us to, you know, get a group together. And and that's kind of how that came about. Mm-hmm. And I kind of, I guess, grew into it. Yeah. And grew into the love of, of singing. Mm-hmm. And um, now I, I just love it. Yeah. I, I love praise and worship. I love uh, singing praises. Mm-hmm. Uh, to God, still get nervous, of yeah. course. When I'm at our small church, of course, uh, at headquarters. Church, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just love it. Yeah, I love doing that, and and uh, you know um, that gift he, that He's given me. Yeah, um, that's just something I I love to do. Yeah, yes, sir. I do it. Y'all do it with such joy, so that's why I want to bring it up. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I just enjoy it. I can see it. Yeah. I can see the joy whenever y'all out there doing praise and right, worship. Right, I see it. So. You know what I mean? Because like, even though it, it may not look like it in, in the audience, I, I always have my mindset. I'm not singing. You, you just happen to be here. Yeah. You know, but I, I'm singing to God and I want him to get the glory out of get our sacrifices. Yeah. Just giving that gift back to him. And, right. and so for me, that's why it's easy. 
yeah. her, I guess, for yeah. me to smile and because I'm literally enjoying singing, you know, I'm you singing to God. Sing Lord, to God. I, I, I appreciate you, you I know. Yes, sir. Because it could have been another way, brethren. Yeah. Could have been another way. Definitely could. Before we get out of here, um, any any thoughts you want to leave with our listeners? Like something just maybe words of encouragement or anything? Anything you want to leave with them? Uh, if I had to leave um, something with those that may listen to this podcast is just keep your trust mm-hmm. in God. Uh, and, I, and I know that can be cliche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's true. But it's true. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, yeah. And and I think sometimes you hear people, and like I alluded to earlier, where people say scriptures and you're looking at the fruit, mm-hmm. their fruit right. that they're bearing, and it right. don't line up with the scripture they're quoting. Right. And that's sometimes why people say stuff is cliche because they hear it come from people that ain't, you know. That ain't back. They ain't living, that, back their lifestyle don't line up with don't what, line they're what they're saying. Right. But it's no way to get around truth. Yeah. And tr- keeping your trust in God, it's word, mm-hmm. you know, it's Bible. Right. And, and it and it lines up, it, it's befitting because it's true. The, re- the reality of it is true. Right. And what I mean by that is I can't trust man. Right. Like we hear so often. And it's so true. That's all I know is true, Hawthorne. Just truth. I, I, I don't know anything else, but we can't put our trust in anything else. Right. You know, and like we hear often in it, again, it's the word, it's Bible. Everything else is going down but the word. But if we put our trust yeah, in yeah. God, right. it'll get you through those those difficult times. It will. I, no one can tell you how long you're going to be in a situation. Mm-hmm. Nobody can, yeah. right? And and, and it, it's true. We don't know if it's for our um, strengthening, why we have to go through things for so long that season may right. be. Ten seasons may seem like right, ten right, seasons. Right, yeah. uh, again, there's, there's really no time frame on seasons naturally. We know it's three months, roughly. Right. But spiritually, we don't know how long that well, season yeah. is. But I would have to leave some. Just keep your your trust in God. Because, right. yeah, and keep praying and, and, and glorifying him and praising him. Right. Because it's literally for our benefit. Right. Right. Appreciate you. I do appreciate you coming by. We got some. We got got some good wisdom from you. This, this man, week. I'm sorry okay. for talking so much. No, nah, you're okay. I, I know, love it. Look, I that's know good. you didn't get that many questions out. No, nah, no, nah, that's okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we had a good conversation. I love yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. I did get you something for coming by. I do want to appreciate that. I want, oh, okay. I want to have you come by. Oh, well, and thank you, kind you something. sir. But appreciate I hope we can have you back again one day. Yes, sir. Talk about some other spiritual topic, Christian yes, topics, sir. things like yes, that. Sir. But. I uh, do want to thank you for coming by again. And, and loving go. your podcast, by the way. I Sorry appreciate to cut you off, but yeah, I've been loving it, I appreciate man. it. Keep praying for me. Yes, yes indeed. <laughs> I need all yes, the prayers sir. my yes, way. Yes, sir. I need that good, effectual fervent <laughs> from the righteous. Uh-huh. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, sir. It. All right, yes, we're going to go ahead and roll the outro. This has been another episode of the About Faith Podcast with me, your host, TJ Hawthorne. I want to thank you for tuning in. Man, this show wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for you. So why don't you go ahead and hit that subscribe button and on all your social media platforms, share it with your friends. And until next time, be blessed.